Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Bodies podcast. We're glad you're here. Today, we're explore really a topic that has made a massive difference in life in general between Lauren and I, in our relationship, in our work endeavors, in our entrepreneurial ventures. Uh, it's allowed us to be in a place of power when maybe the storms seem to be moving way too much. It's allowed us to be in a place of surrender when we try to control, and it's allowed us to ultimately be in a place of peace. We're exploring faith and this idea that there's this power behind faith that can literally make mountains move. So let's dive in. Faith. Such a deep topic. And this is like our third time trying to re-record this, this uh, episode. We've only been through the intro, but <laughs> just because there's a lot going on, <laughs> we have to mm-hmm. continue to, to go back and... Redo, but long story short, what you just brought up in a previous note was believing in the unseen and how it's something that we all live by in our day to day. Like, as much as we think we're in control of things, we're really not. <laughs> like, even when we sit down in a chair, it's like we have faith in that chair that it's going to be sturdy and keep us up. <laughs> you know, so as we explore this conversation, you know, faith is typically a term that comes from religion and spiritual backgrounds. And I invite you just to maybe explore it in a different realm because it's a, it's a topic that, again, we live by on our day to day. Yeah. And it's a relationship. It's a journey to develop faith. I'll say for myself, uh, faith is something that I knew conceptually growing up in a country that was very backed by religion and religion and faith do go hand in hand, but it doesn't necessarily have to be mutually inclusive. It could, you could develop it in many different ways and life, the consistent challenges that life has brought me, the inevitable setbacks, the experiences that I've experienced where I've been knocked down, it's supported me. It supported me in really strengthening faith. And even right now, I mean, at this point in time, going through a major transition within Beyond Marketing, there's unknowns that are taking place. But I'll tell you what, in the past, when there was a place of unknown, scarcity was also on the background. This time, completely different. There's an unknown with a full sense of faith. So can you just give a little bit more of a background so listeners can kind of have a context to what's going on in in your life? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. So currently moving into some new spaces. Um, In the past, my role within Beyond Marketing was supporting our clients directly with uh, coaching on a a one-on-one basis. We've, as of the past month and a half, brought on a medical director that's been in a clinic, been there, done that, to now step into my role, which has opened up my space. And now stepping more of a public relations kind of role, I say kind of because it's not necessarily exactly that, but recording some podcasts for Beyond Marketing, continuing to coach our team and continuing to jump on biweekly coaching sessions with clients as well, but not so much on a one-on-one basis. And I just, before you move forward, you know, babe, I just really honor you for choosing to go a different route. You know, you set this goal for yourself, I want to say, what, six months ago, maybe even longer, um, that you wanted to transition out of your role by your birthday. And I remember being in conversation with you and it was maybe like two months leading up to it. And you were just like, I don't know. 
Like, mm. like, yeah, that was the goal, but you were just like, I can't see it happening. Yeah. And then it happened and here you are. And it's funny to be in this position because it's like, even for myself being mm-hmm. married to you, cause it's like, you've been calling this forward and now it's here. And now it's like, oh wow. Okay. Now all this space has opened up. Positions have changed. Yeah. And even though we knew it was going to come, it's in a different, I don't know, it just feels, it's, it's real. Well, you know, it's the idea that for me, and this isn't just now, but in life, there's been plans that I've had and I see those plans unfolding in different, in certain ways, only to experience them show up in different ways. I see them happening one way and then they turn up in another way. And this is directly connected with faith because I may not be experiencing what I was seeing. However, this is now for me, my faith allows me to release and trust that it may not be how I planned it. There's a bigger plan that I could possibly come up with. Mm. And the idea that if I am able to see a vision of what's possible, that's a small, minute percentage of what's actually possible. And in this transition, in this in this step of growth, I'm in there. I'm in there. My my vision it was my vision, and there's a way bigger vision that's unfolding. I mean, I told you before that this past year has been a lot of surrendering and trusting. It's been a, a big theme for me, and part of it was that the new year began with a specific plan, and as the new year began, within the first three weeks, things started to open up and things started to show up in new ways specifically within beyond marketing and it was this realization like whoa things may not go how i planned them to be and in my humanness i was doing the best i could to continue on that route when i could have just released surrendered and let go in order to move in this new direction which is again the idea of faith because there's no knowing you brought up before the chair sitting in a chair you don't test each leg before you sit no you sit (laughs) when you're driving at night You don't get out of the car every 10 feet to make sure the road's there. No, you may not see in the darkness, but the the lights shine the next 10 feet and you just trust. Remember one time we were driving down in in, in New York for a friend's wedding and we were literally in the mountains and it was pitch dark. Remember that time with going to Monty's and Ems? Mm, We're going up and there was this fog. It was, you couldn't see five feet away from the car. And it was, I remember driving and thinking like, whoa, I have no clue if this is going to end up being some sort of cliff, but we can we continue moving forward. Mm. And that's faith. Now, that's a physical, real manifestation of faith. We can play into that in, in many different aspects and roles. So how would you say that your faith has transformed over the years? Over the years? Yeah. It's a big question. Uh, Well, I'll say this. So I'll say from the beginning of coming from Colombia, like I mentioned before, a fully Catholic country with a fully Catholic background. I I went to church every single day growing up. Every single Monday, we had theology class. Every single Wednesday in school, we had church. Like it's it's what I knew. It's it's the background. It's my it's the foundation with which I was brought up with. And can I just side note, like how was growing up that way? It was epic. It was epic. It was all I knew. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't until I came into the States when I was, I'll say the second time, because when I first came, I was eight and a half years old. 
still, it was like, I'm, I mean, I'm a child at that point in time. When I went back to Colombia when I was about 14 years old, lived there for three years, two years, that's when I saw the completely different dynamic of living. Because again, before, it was normal. That's all I knew. Coming to the States, no more church, no more theology. This is weird, but it's different. I like it. Don't have to sit down in church every single week. Cool. My parents and I still went to church. I was still, it was still part of my, um, I guess, weekly requirements as a, as a young teenager. But then coming back into the States, or, or then when I went back and then coming back here, or when I, oh, excuse me, let's, let's do this. When I went back to Colombia that second time, and had to go through service and through church and through Bible study in school, it was definitely real different. And different honest, in what kind of way? It was the realization that this is actually a really deep and, and cultural experience to go Saturday night. I remember very vividly, seven o'clock, we're walking to church and place is packed and I'm seeing friends. And I know that after church, we're going to go and hang out at my aunt's house or a friend's house. We're going to go to the park. We leave church and there's a park right out from the church, right outside the church with food trucks and there's people hanging out. So it was like, it was a very social dynamic. And in the time, at the time, I mean, reading the Bible was not something that I liked, but it was again, what I knew. Fast forward though now, it's a different ballgame. It's a different realization for me as to really releasing and trusting. And ultimately, if I'm going to release and trust is because I have faith, back to that, that there's something bigger moving. Which then brings us into a big conversation, depends how deep you want to go. First things first, laws of the universe. There are things that govern. Gravity, light, <laughs> law of vibration. Like there's things that we cannot deny. All of this is part of faith. And I mean, talk about great grace, what we've been learning in the past month and a half through Prophet EJ and Prophet uh, Lovi. Oh man, the, 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 they're all interconnected. They're not separate. They're not exclusive again. So now understanding the laws of the universe, and this is something we've been diving into for the past. I mean, I've been reading laws of the universe since Napoleon Hill, which was, I was 21 years old. So 10 years ago, almost 12. And now to be able to bridge it with the Bible, mm -hmm. something that in the past I was completely closed off to be in the Bible. Every single morning I wake up and for the past almost two months i haven't missed one bible reading wait so i just want to go back because i feel like people might be a little confused in the aspect of like how you just said you like there was resistance yeah towards the bible but you yeah. were like wait you were just talking about growing up with it and you mm -hmm. loved it and all this so where did the resistance take place and i know we're going a little bit off topic but just to create some context uh, yeah no i think this is great because it's important for people to understand that the resistance came from um Number one, my immaturity and rebelling. And I say that because in my family, there was a very strong push to read the Bible, to be deeply rooted in Christianity. And in my charity, in my immaturity, I wanted to go against that because I knew best. And I'm putting up quotes as I say best. Maybe you can relate. Maybe if you're listening, maybe if you're a parent, man, God bless if you're a parent and you got a child, especially a teenager now, they know everything quite literally, or almost, it seems like it. That was me. And because I knew best, I had resistance in actually following through on what my family would guide me with and instruct me on. So that's where the resistance came from because my aunt, for example, who I know listens, love you, thank you for your consistent uh, sharing of faith, 
there was a time when I know that if I called my aunt, the conversation was going to be directly talked, uh, focused on Jesus and Christianity and God. And at that time, I was very resistant to having that conversation. Fast forward today, the conversation still comes up pretty frequently, but there's no resistance anymore. And I think that for me is a sense of emotional maturity and spiritual maturity to be able to put my Sebastian human uh, knowing aside and to be able to just trust that there's other people out there that know much more than I do. And there's ineffable things that I can't describe. If I put up walls, resistance, I'm denying that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely relate. It's really interesting, my spiritual path and my journey because my I never grew up with any type of religion. I believe we talked about this on a podcast before, but to sum it up, I never grew up with a religion. My dad would say we're born again Christian. My mom and her whole side of the family was Jewish, and so but my mom didn't practice, but her family did when she was growing up. So I didn't really grow up with any type of religion, but I remember when we first really started to become uh, intimate. Actually, our first night where like we really felt that spark. I remember mentioning to you how I wanted to go to church. And I was like, as that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, wait, what? And, <laughs> and I think it was just because, and again, I know I've talked about this, but all the people that I was seeing who were really successful was giving the glory to God, was giving thanks to God. And I was like... Mm okay, I want what they have, but like, what is this whole relationship connection that they have? And then we started diving deep into law of attraction and the universe and using all that type of terminology and learning about it. And I remember like bringing it up to my dad because I really started playing with these, with these laws. And I am a manifestor generator. Like I, really can when I put my focus just like anyone but when I really put my focus to it things unfold beautifully Mm -hmm. and I remember like I manifested the car that I wanted like as a 18 year old and my dad was like that's the work of the devil Mm -hmm. and you know I immediately put up those walls and he would say no it's only Jesus 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 and I was like I don't even know who Jesus is first off and you're like Mm -hmm. you're pushing him down my throat which, Dad, I love you regardless. And like, I, I get where you're coming from now. Um, but it's really interesting how time has evolved and how for so many years, I would still, we would still go to services and like we would still try to explore it, but we were exploring it through a lens of like, if it doesn't fit into my box, my way of thinking, like it's immediately canceled in my mind. <laughs> and that would, you know, push out things that actually could have served me at that time but you know we really started to explore i explored buddhism judaism hinduism um but then christianity i had so much resistance to because of just life and people who were really felt like it was forcing it Mm -hmm. on me and then it wasn't until like the chosen came along and I was like, Oh, this is, I get it now. Like, like, Oh, I see things a little bit differently. Um, and I understand where you were coming from and yeah, I don't, I just went off on a tangent. Let's, but. <laughs> let's back up really quick. Cause it's, it's supportive. I think in those moments or in that time when, and I remember so vividly when we were at the, at the church and, um, 
in Point Pleasant, and we were like really plugged into this service. <laughs> we and were then so the plugged. pastor said, "If you're looking up at the stars, you're worshiping the devil." And we both looked at each other and we're like, "What?" Meanwhile, because like every weekend we would be at the beach looking at the stars together, just talking about life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's it and and. You know, like, just a quick side note, you take a look at the Magi, the Magi, they were following a star. <laughs> so it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. At what point did it become evil? But I digress a bit. How did you, or what happened, or what did you experience that had you let go of, oh, if this doesn't fit my box, I won't listen to it? Um, a sense of curiosity. I don't honestly remember truly what it was, but... I just was like, I need to look through a lens. Like if they, if someone is so strong on a belief, like even with the stars, you know, like Mm -hmm. now being in the place that I'm in, I would love to go to that pastor and ask him, what do you mean? Like, please enlighten me, like share with me your point of view so I can make an act like my own educated decision on it instead of just like shunning it out because it doesn't fit my belief system. Mm. And even if he he went off on his tangent and I still didn't believe it, okay, but at least I got to understand it a little bit deeper. Hmm. And with that, so good, because now you make me think of the importance of relationship. Again, you, you mentioned before my, my journey of faith and all that. And it makes me think that your curiosity and your open-mindedness had you, and I can also see myself in this, had you let go of the rebelling side to actually put down the wall and be curious. And again, for somebody that right now, maybe this is a conversation that you typically don't dive into. And if you're still here, we love you. Thank you for being here. Stay plugged in. And you're starting to wonder and, and be in a place of inquiry, be in a place of asking without having to know the answer. That's a really powerful place to be in. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to faith, when it comes to God, again, this is an ineffable conversation. There is literally, at least up until we know it in the world of today, there's ever going to be proof of this. We can trust in something, we can have faith in something, but there's no proof. And I think this is the beauty of, again, this conversation of God, because there's no way to prove it. It's just that it's an experience. Yeah. And I know some people might come back and say, well, like the Bible is proof. Mm -hmm. And it's like, again, that's your faith that it is. (laughs) And it can be such like a a sticky subject to get into but at the end of the day like we're of the belief and of faith that everyone has their own beliefs Mm -hmm. everyone has their right to believe in whatever they want to believe Mm -hmm. and who are we to say what's right or wrong yeah if it works for you it works for you like i'm not going to say my way is the best way of praying and connecting with God because that way may not work for you Mm. if you find your way I think that's so beautiful Mm. Mm. it's so powerful what you bring up in the it's like my way has to be the way it's such a it's such a that could be such a powerful and such a destructive filter when you know that you're right Mm. if you go into it with the with the context of you're right then anything else that's around you that could potentially support you is now quote-unquote wrong and because it's quote-unquote wrong it won't even enter your experience your consciousness Hmm. which is again the importance of going into anything with a place of inquiry you're curious you're open now that being said it's important to be open and at the same time deeply rooted this is where i think a lot of people especially now in this world that we're living in where there's so much confusion there's so much division there's so much mixed messaging it's easy for somebody to go back and forth wishy-washy and you i don't know about you but for me i've experienced a sense of 
not full-on depression, but a sense of overwhelm when I didn't know what to believe, when mm. I didn't know what to actually trust and what I didn't know. This person's saying this thing, but this person here see, over here is saying completely different. I mean, with when COVID first came around, that was happening all the time. Yeah. One person saying this, the other person saying that, and they're completely contradictory. They both have authority, so who do I trust? Who, would I, who do I listen to? Ah! <laughs> to be deeply, deeply rooted in oneself, to be able to know, okay, this is the truth for me. And to be able to say, this is the truth for me, this is not your truth. How can we continue to have a relationship and conversation? Mm. We have two close friends, a Jewish couple, Greg and Hannah. Greg is a phenomenal human being so brilliant so smart so deeply rooted in his in his jewish faith and we so have is these Hannah. yeah so is Hannah. so is Hannah. <laughs> both of them we have these fire conversations fire conversations because they're deeply jewish i'm full-on christian so here we are having these deep conversations and the beautiful thing is there's no wrong in it hmm. there's connection because you can either be right or you can be connected it's your choice. I choose to be connected. If I'm going to be connected, I need to let go of being right. And that's been a powerful journey in life for me. Faith being a massive instrument to actually strengthen that muscle. If I don't need to be right, no. So going back to faith, because I know it's funny, like I frame this as the conversation, like it's not going to be spirit, like religious or whatever. And here we are <laughs> just talking about our journeys. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but to go back to the concept of faith, how can, how do you believe one can begin to build faith? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about that this whole conversation, the idea of being open and curious, the idea, the idea of letting go of being right, the idea of being in a place of Realizing that at the end of the day, we're human and we're limited in our humanness. Right now, in our human experience, there's things that we will never be able to do. Like in our current reality, we won't be able to fly. That's just the way it is. So for you, if you're looking to develop your faith, number one, do you really want to? Are you really looking to expand your faith? Is that something that you're open to? Because it doesn't matter what we say if you're not open to it. It's a relationship. I can't talk to somebody and say, you have to be open to exploring faith. No, that's for you to explore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's flying through your mind? What? What just happened? <laughs> what the fuck? You were talking. What I, wanna, do you mean? I wanna see where you're at. I wanna see what, what, what flies through your mind with what I say. I mean I, I could keep going, but I just wanna to touch in to see where you were at. Do you wanna pause it? No, you're good. we can keep going. If somebody's looking to, to develop their faith, number one, ask yourself, do I really want to explore my faith? What does that mean to me? Once that happens, start to explore. Again, for me, my way is not your way. And this is where I'm very different and I'd say we're very different than most people because Lauren and I don't live life as if my way is your way. When we host retreats, people come in, the, the word God presses some people's buttons in the beginning. At the end of the conversation of the experience, five days later, people are like, I'm really curious about this. Now, mind you, we haven't talked. There's no presentation. There's nothing about God specifically. No, it's just who we are. And we give credit to God consistently. 
And that, I think, is what makes the difference. Because you said it before. Those people that we saw on stage back in Vima times, praising God, GoPro experience, praising God, something about that caught our attention. We see people today or in the past that were very loving and caring and open. They also had a typical pattern of faith, of God being a foundation on which they stood upon. So I used to see this and explore and, and really be inquisitive. What's, what's happening there? So again, bringing it back to your question, look at the people around you. Who in your experience do you see and say, that's the kind of experience of life that I want to emulate? They look like they have joy in their life. They look like they're experiencing a sense of love. See what they're doing. Now look, the thing is, they may not necessarily be of our faith of Christianity and Jesus focus. No. Again, there's many faiths out there. It's not just one being the right or wrong one. But you'll start to see that if you start to notice patterns, you can start to ask, hey, what are you doing? How are you here so happy and in such a deep state of peace? How are you experiencing the sense of joy on an ongoing and sustained basis, even as you're experiencing challenges? These were the questions that I started to ask. And the road did lead me to where I originally started, which was Jesus. But now from my perspective, and not from my perspective, but now from my personal choice, not, hey, it's Wednesday afternoon, you have to go to church. Now it's, hey, Lauren, it's Tuesday night, and we have a seven-hour experience driving to Miami, spending time in great grace and coming back, which is, by the way, the, the truth sometimes. We leave home around... 5.36 for 7.30 service to get home at around 12.31 in the morning. We're not forced by anyone. It's a choice. To answer your question. It's a choice. <laughs> yeah, and I think that when it comes down to someone developing their faith, it's this beautiful act of surrender. It's like surrendering to the unknown. It's being in that space of, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Even though, again, we try to control everything. We, we plan our entire life. We plan our vacations. We plan our career path. And as there's power in that, there's also a lot of power in just releasing and letting go. And seeing... How life takes you. Yeah. Yeah, because if you take a look at your life and the things that you're looking to accomplish right now, and maybe you're being held back by a how. How am I going to do that? How about you take a look back on your life in the past and look at the things that you've accomplished. When you were first in the process of accomplishing that thing, if you asked yourself how, it may have seemed impossible. I remember when, we, when I first moved out of my parents' house to live in Belmar. It was a big commitment from living at home to having most of my expenses paid to now moving out of my house to go live with friends. That was a big commitment. How? remember very vividly, we were at 10th Ave Burrito having lunch. We just signed the lease, Alex, Vinny, and I. And we were sitting there, and there was this couple next to us who we actually befriended over time. There's a couple next to us and we told them we just signed a lease to live down here. And I told them very openly, I said, I'm honestly pretty scared. 
And I remember the guy looking at me and said, well, this is at this point in time, you can either make this the best decision or the worst decision. And again, at the time, I didn't know how I was door knocking, commission based. If you were to tell me how I'd be able to do it, I didn't know. I had a vehicle, I had a dream. So again, back to if you, if right now this, this, you're wondering, how am I going to do that? Don't focus so much on the how. The how shows itself. Yeah, I always like to say, like, when we're trying to figure things out and really focus in on the how, we take away God's miracles. Yeah. It's like we're trying to be, like, we all, to a certain extent, love, and I would say most of us, love good surprises. And we love when, quote-unquote, like, miracles begin to unfold, yet... We can't be surprised and excited about them if we're the ones that like trying to control them. It's like, allow that to unfold. <laughs> you know, you make me think of something, miracles. And I think in our day and age, we've forgotten how many miracles happen on a consistent basis. Yeah. We just take everything for granted. I mean, right. us even breathing right now is mm. a miracle. Mm. Think, think about where we're living. Not like in Florida, but this planet that we're on. Yeah. There is no other planet that science has found where there are the living conditions that we experience. If we were one centimeter too close to the sun, we'd burn. If we were farther away, it wouldn't create life. Is that by chance? Mm. It's miraculous. To it your is. point, our bodies, consistent homeostasis in balance no matter what knowing what to release what to hold on to yeah and it's like at any moment despite if you realize it or not you're living in faith you either have faith that things are going to go well for you or you have faith that things aren't going to go well for you Hmm. it's like we have the ability to pinpoint where we're going to direct our energy and our attention to Mm -hmm. and so what if things actually could turn out better than you originally thought they were going to? Mm. It's simply just a switch. I remember being in the personal training industry. I don't know. I would always just come like excited and to serve and I loved what I was doing. And, you know, people always ask me, how are you always so optimistic? And I was like, it's simply just a way of being. I don't mean to put myself on a pedestal here, but I think so many of us, we tend to live in the negative just by default. And I mean, that's how I was for so much of my life too. Like I didn't grow up in the best circumstances and I was always sick and there was always something wrong. And I mean, even still to this day, of course, there's moments where I, I sit in my dirty diaper and I get upset about something. It smells. <laughs> but for the most part, it's just finding this sense of that silver lining of like, okay, like I just got let go. This didn't happen. But, you know, if you're in that position, it's like what other doors are being opened in this moment? It's like trusting that one door is going to close, another door is going to open. Hmm. It's having that sense of faith in the unseen. Because everything can be a miracle. Like what if, if everything could be a miracle? How would you live your life? (laughs) 
What if you were living life expecting miracles? Mm. Remember going to one of Landmark's courses, can't remember which one, but that was one of the workshops and the ongoing month uh, intention to live life expecting miracles. What if we were to live like that? What if we were to walk, wake up every day expecting that the miraculous was literally waiting for you to show itself? Mm. Again, it already is. We just take it for granted. Yeah, I remember um, when we first moved, well, not when we first moved, when we first visited Delray Beach ever, we were with our good friends, Lauren and Ben, and we were just having such a blissful time. Like, it was one of those experiences day after day where (laughs) it was one synchronicity after the next, after the next, after the next. And we ended up running into a friend that we were actually talking about. Mm. And we told her about all these synchronicities that have been happening to us. And she she mentioned how her mentor tells her that if you're not having 10 a day, you're out of alignment. And that has always stuck with me because, you know, those moments of synchronicity are so powerful and they're so beautiful. And they're a reminder of that sense of like, oh yeah, like you just finished my sentence. Like there's a deeper connection here. There's a deeper essence to life rather than just being glued to a phone or a computer screen. Mm -hmm. Like there's magic happening in the world of vibration and creation. Mm -hmm. And faith allows us to just become present to that and honor the the principles of the universe Mm. and honor the sense of, it's honoring in my perspective it's honoring the the principles of the universe matched with god's will for you <laughs> and your higher soul will for you it's like to to witness all of that is you can just be in this state of bliss mm. deep <laughs> let's go deeper Because if we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, that means that we're first spiritual beings. For sure. And if we're spiritual beings having this physical experience, meaning that we're first spiritual, there's a soul that drives the spirit. The soul being the intellect, the ego side. It's like you take a look at the... Wait, the, the soul that drives the spirit is the ego? Well, not the ego, but that's the intellect is makes up the soul, part of the soul. The intellect, the thinking mind. Okay. This actually relates with what you're asking for about practical steps. Because if we're living again in this physical reality, but we can acknowledge that we're spiritual beings. And I get that some people may have just tuned out right here because maybe you don't believe that. And that's okay. And again, this is where start to explore. Start to explore. Maybe that belief that we're not spiritual by nature is something that came up for you as a protective barrier. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. And if I just press the button, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to, to rattle your cage, just explore. And Lauren's shaking her eyes here. Like, what am I doing? Hey, we're here to talk a big conversation. We're here to get people to think outside of the comfort zone. So if you're going to explore, explore fully because you now have a chance to be mindful of what's going on through your mind, through your heart. Lauren said before that when her clients just to ask her how she was so joyful, it's just her way of being. To be able to be something, you first got to understand 
that your emotions, your feelings are driven by your thoughts. And the thoughts that you consistently have generate the life that you live. So if you're not mindful of the things that you're thinking about consistently, the patterns of emotion that those are creating in your being and the consequent actions that you're taking from those feelings, it's time to start questioning about that. Start to ask yourself, what am I listening to consistently? What am I feeding my mind on a daily basis? What am I feeding my spirit and my soul? What am I feeding my body? Am I actually setting myself up for success in life? Says garbage in, garbage out. Right? It's like we say these things as if it's just like these these quotes, but it's there, there's depth to that. And as you bring on the principles of the universe, some people also check out there. That's okay. But explore that because if there's the sun and there's the moon, one is hot, one is cold, that says something. If there's up and there's down, if there's male, if there's female, there's a lot of laws and principles that have been around for a very long time that in our generation, we have the chance to actually learn. Yeah, and I think it's more so the laws that you're discussing. It's more so the unseen. For instance, like you can't see electricity. You can't see Wi-Fi signals, mm-hmm. but they're there. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. And, and to understand that, to understand where these things come from. Again, to this day, science doesn't know what gravity is. We don't understand how electricity fully works. <laughs> really? Twenty third, yeah, twenty first century, twenty twenty three. I feel like ChatGPT might know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll give you theories. Hmm. So if if we can't understand these things yet, then why are we closed off to learning more? Why are we closed off to exploring more? But here's where it starts to get interesting and challenging because it's not about knowledge. It's not about knowing. I'll share with you that I've sat through some ceremonial experiences where I can't explain to you the sense of bliss and love that I got. I can't explain to you the presence of God that I felt. I can try to through vibratory vibrations, you you hear his words, but my essence, the feeling of feeling my body melt into the grass and looking at the stars and feeling every single light as if it was my cells, can try to explain that as clearly as possible, but it, you'll never experience it. Mm-hmm. This is when skydiving for the first time. I watched videos about how, how skydiving was going to be. Spoke with the guy about how skydiving was going to be. But it wasn't until I was actually flying out of that airplane that I felt what skydiving was like. So intellectual knowledge, while it gives a good foundation to stand up on, it's not everything. Mm-hmm. Which I think goes hand in hand with what you're talking about with faith of like developing that that relationship. It's almost, and if you don't connect with the word relationship, you can just, that experience, mm-hmm. that sense, that essence of faith, mm-hmm. that essence of trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I pulled it up before as you were speaking because it, you sparked it. And in Romans, this is biblical scripture, Romans 12, 2, it says... And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So just check that out. You take a look at the world around you. What is the world around you doing? In general. 
Is it building a life of success, joy, love? Is it truly accepting of each other's differences? Is it supporting you and living a life of full joy to your best purpose being expressed? Don't conform to it. Allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You now we talk about the laws of the universe and some people get closed off to that. The Bible is is very deeply connected with with it. If you read beyond the the the, the filters and lenses. You know, Jesus there there's a scripture, there's a passage when they're walking uh, out of a town and as they're walking out, Jesus tells a fig tree to fit to wither and die and the apostles are like well it's weird fast forward a day later they're walking out and that fig tree that was once abundant is now withered and dead (laughs) so jesus through his word was literally representing the power that he had which then if you continue the story on down the road he tells us that we have faith can you with conviction, say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow through until I do this. Can you with confidence declare something for yourself? Can you with conviction commit to doing something? All of this is part of faith. You may not see it as related. And how is it connected? Because when you declare you're going to do something and commit to a specific task, you're going to come across challenges. But how does that bring in faith? Because you continue going without knowing what the outcome will be or when it'll come around. Got it. It's almost like, and again, I'll bring this directly. It's almost like God tests you to see if you really want to accomplish that thing. Hmm. Yeah, like I know I'll share something personally and actually relatively recent. I was up in the middle of the night well, I was trying to go to bed. It was like 11 o'clock and usually I'm in bed by like 10. I'm a baby. I'm a grandma. (laughs) Um, But I just couldn't fall asleep and my mind was just going and all these thoughts of like imposter syndrome or like, can I do this or what should I do? And in those moments, I just stopped my mind and I just started having a conversation with God and just started asking him, just started knocking on the door of like, hey, what am I supposed to be doing right now? What, what, how should I launch this course? How should I get it out there? And in the matter of minutes, I had my phone out because you were sleeping and I didn't get out my journal, but I just started like writing down all these ideas. And then it little did I know it was 12 o'clock and I'm like, I'm still wired. I'm going to go downstairs and continue journaling and writing. And I had all these incredible thoughts and game plans all scheduled and then I was fired up next day to begin working on them and I started to work on them and then immediately I begin to create on social media platforms and I see others doing that being essentially in the same industry and I start to feel depleted I start hearing that little voice of like can you actually like can you actually make a difference is this what you should be doing And then I was in that for a little bit 
And then we watched a service and I just got reminded of the power and it goes hand in hand to what you're saying. It's like in that moment, my, my faith was being tested. Mm-hmm. It's like, by no means did I doubt what I was hearing a few nights ago when I was up till one thirty in the morning where I just felt like it was a direct channel from God. But then the next day, how fast I can forget it and go and be so normal to go back into it and forget it. Mm. And so I, I do believe that we have tests in our life that challenge our faith to actually see, like, is it strong? Mm-hmm. Are we swaying to one side or are we grounded in what we just heard? Are we mm. grounded in our identity? Are we grounded in what you just said? Mm-hmm. How, like, will we follow through on what we said we were going to do? Mm. And so as we close up this conversation, what is one thing? I know like we said a lot of different things, but if someone can walk away with one thing, what would that be? <laughs> oh man, you can't, you can't do that. This is I the can. biggest conversation in, in, in my life. You bring, up, you bring up something really awesome and it's the, the, the tests. And up until about maybe two weeks, very recently, through the, the guidance of Prophet EJ and Prophet Lovi, Understanding that when tests come, they're not from the enemy, to put it that way. They're not from the devil. Well, they can be. They can be. They, tem- they can be. But a powerful reframe to that was, we will be delivered. We will be given the gifts when we are prepared for the assignment that they, that they bring. And with that, I mean, and this is, I guess, what people can walk away with from my perspective is if you are consistently trying to accomplish something and you keep getting pushed back, you keep experiencing a breakdown, you keep being um, maybe experiencing failure, to put it that way, maybe, just maybe, you're being prepared for when you do actually accomplish that thing and all of the fruits that it will bring you. And I'll share the story in uh, in biblical scripture because I've, I've really been tra- training myself to bring it back to that. There's a story of the, the, the servants that are being given a set of talents by their master while he goes and takes care of his kingdom. He gives them these talents and says, do with it what you will. Uh, one of them invests it. The other one um, is, well, one of them invests it boldly. The other one invests it much more conservatively. The other one saves it. When the master comes back, the one that invested boldly says, Master, here are your 10 initial talents and here are the other 10 talents that I received from what I did with it. Second guy, Master, here's the 10 talents you gave me and here's the five that I received in return. The other guy says, here are your 10 talents. I saved them for you. Hmm. Who do you think in the story the Master was mostly proud of, happy with? Guy who boldly. Who boldly, yeah, yeah. He said that the number of talents that they each created out of the initial, he was going to reward them with that number of cities in his kingdom. Meaning the guy that made another 10 talents on top of the 10 originally given to him was given 10 cities for him to go and now take control over. The guy that made five was given five cities. The guy that made none, none. All this to say, that parable ends. For those to whom much is entrusted, much will be given. To those with little entrusted, little will be given. 
Some people misunderstand that and say, oh, that means that the rich will get rich and the poor will get poor. In a way, yes. Because are you using your talents in a way that's going to favorably expand you and your mission and your purpose? Or are you going to allow safety and security to hold you back from actually fulfilling what you're here to do in life and on the world? Mm. How about you? What's something that you invite people to walk away with? Just in moments of the unknown, know that things are already being worked out in your favor mm. as long as you believe in it. Mm. So much power to that. So much power to that. Thank you for listening. Any last words before we part, Lauren? No, that is all. Thank you for tuning in and we would love to know your thoughts and we'd love to hear your feedback. Yes. Oh, oh, you made me think of something just now. So obviously the <laughs> podcast is growing. It's expanding. This is a growing project. It's been a mission in our hearts for a very long time. In order to keep this project moving, there is this resource called money that would support it in growing from bringing on guests to expanding on equipment and everything else that is required to run this project if you feel pulled to there's the opportunity for you to contribute to support us on this journey um if you're interested in learning more about that we recommend the easiest way go in the show notes on the show notes you'll see a link and the link you'll be able to access directly where you can contribute appreciate that thank you appreciate you guys have a blessed day be well Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to stay updated on future episodes. And we would love to know how you enjoyed today's episode by leaving us a review. We look forward to continuing this journey of self-discovery and connection with you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Much love.